You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the Sports Junkies, 106.7 The Fan. We are on the Team 980 as well and streaming on the Always Live Odyssey app. Junks are out. Denton Day, Toby Altsizer, we are in this morning. They are back tomorrow uh, for the non-President's Day day of the week. Let's head back out to the BetQL guest hotline. Talk a little college hoops with one of my favorite people that have ever lived in the state of New Jersey, John Crispin. Crispy, what's going on, man? Did I just get one of your favorite people in the state of New Jersey or from the state of New Jersey? All of the above. (laughs) All of the above. Either way, I'll take it. Brother, how are you, man? It's been a while. Are you still hashtag blessed? I am still hashtag blessed, though thankfully we are not on camera because I do not have the headband on today. I forgot. Uh, I would I would be horribly disappointed in you. It was a 4 a.m. wake-up call this morning. <laughs> I forgot the headband. Hey, man, it's about getting up and surviving whatever happens in the day. <laughs> uh, speaking of getting up and surviving, Purdue had a chance last night or yesterday against oh. Ohio State, and uh, they did not uh, end up surviving. What do you make of Purdue this year? You know, it's it's kind of like all of college basketball where everyone's pretty good, but no one's that good. Uh, and then there are teams that are really good, but not that good. Um, that that's it's it's a a much simplified version of of a complicated game. But the reality is, like the talent just isn't there. Like we've seen it in the in the past few years. You have great experience, but these guys don't have experience playing well. To, you're playing together. So I think that's the biggest thing is like continuity. There's a word John Shire used when I had a, a Duke Louisville game, and he just said, we need to find continuity. I was like, yeah, get in line, right? Everybody. You're trying to find continuity. You're trying to find chemistry with a bunch of dudes who, who don't really know each other. Now, in Purdue's case, they know each other well. But, but in a way, their system and even their size, may, it may be what holds them back. So no one's that good. Everyone's vulnerable. But there are probably about 10 to 12 teams out there that could win a national championship. So it should be for a fun march. John, you mentioned uh, Purdue talking about the Big Ten. It seems like every year there's pretty good teams in the Big Ten. They get into the tournament and they fizzle out so early in the tournament. Is it going to be the same thing this year? Because, I mean, Purdue's leading the way in the Big Ten and they fall to Ohio State who just fired their head coach. So it's, it's just an odd conference. Yeah, well, first, I mean, like the whole firing your head coach, I think that was the dumbest thing uh, you could possibly do, unless you know exactly where you're going. To fire somebody who has a great sophomore class, who has money to retain players, to fire him, it means you wanted to get rid of him and you didn't want to see that. You didn't want to see them turn things around and then have a tough time firing him. So I love Chris Holtman. I felt so badly when I saw, I heard that, but, you know, I'm sure he'll be fine either way. Um, the Big Ten is interesting because over the years, you've almost had to assimilate to the Big Ten and the way games are played in the Big Ten to be able to survive a Big Ten conference season. And that's really how it was for like a decade plus, where it's been ground and pound and you have to kind of find size. You've got to adjust to the biggest in the conference. 
So everyone had size, right? Illinois was going to play small and fast until they realized they needed to go get Kofi Coburn to, to mess with the likes of Purdue and Wisconsin and then Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. So everybody eventually sort of adapts to the way the game's played in the Big Ten, and I think that hurts them in the NCAA tournament, right? So so many games in the Big Ten are just knock them down, drag them out, grinder-style games, whereas the NCAA tournament has more rhythm, has more flow, right? It, it's about being able to win in a variety of styles, having a sense of adjustability, right, if that's even a word, uh, where you can play any different style of game. That, that's what Big Ten teams struggle with. Now, I think that's slowly changing because I think there's some variety in the Big Ten nowadays, but it's going to take a few years for them to kind of start to play differently in conference play. Crispin, what did you make of UConn beating the absolute breaks off of Marquette over the weekend? I mean, are they better than last year's national championship team? You know, I wouldn't – it's funny. It's hard to say they're they're better or worse because there's some personnel advantages on both sides. Um you know, when you look at Jordan Hawkins and, and you know, Adama Sanogo, right? You just, Andre Jackson, these are big-time players that are not there. But then you're like, all right, Cam Spencer's doing pretty well. You know, they're, they've just got the depth. They've got experience. They understand how to win. And I think that's the biggest difference between UConn and a lot of other teams out there. There are a lot of other teams out there that know how to compete. They have no idea how to win. Right. And, and that's not only like a, it's not a system thing. It's not a, something you have to coach. You just have to it, just drill it and instill it in everything you do. And you can see that UConn's been doing that for years. Like they have winning habits. Even their best players have winning habits. And oh, by the way, they have 10 guys that they could play 20 plus minutes a game. So I, I do think that they're in a world of their own, kind of in their own world right now. Doesn't mean that they're not vulnerable. Right. Everybody's still vulnerable. But they're, they're by far, to me, the best team in college basketball because it doesn't matter who the opponent is. I think they can find a way to win the game. Moving back to more our region in the ACC, looking at North Carolina, I thought they were super impressive in their win over Duke, and then they follow it with losing to Clemson. They beat Miami, then they lose to Syracuse. What do you make of North Carolina? Like I like a lot of their talent, but are they going to be consistent enough to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament? Well, that's the interesting thing about the tournament is like – you don't really have to be consistent at that point. You just need to keep winning, right? Like it, and I do have hope in, in their ability to just find ways to win when it matters because of guys like R.J. Davis, because of Armando Baycott. These are guys that are program guys. They know how things are done there. They know what the expectation is. They're a lot, they've been humbled by the game, and I, I can promise you that. You can see by the way they play. It doesn't mean they're going to be perfect. It, it doesn't mean they're not going to, to slip up here, especially late in the season where – what's really asked of you is, is like a mental focus, right? It's almost like a, it's, it's deeper than that. It's like a spiritual focus at this point in the season to be able to go out and execute and play freely. Cause that's what they want to do. Uh, but do so in a way that allows you to win game against teams that are now struggling, like, like in, in so many ways, starving for good wins. So I think that's a big part of it. They're, they're going to get the best from every opponent. They've really got to bring a sense of urgency at a time where it's like, it, they would like to be able to put it in cruise mode. I think there's going to be a ramp-up period, probably really the start of March, if not the last week of February, where you really start to ramp up. So as you flow into ACC Conference Tournament, you're playing at a high level, and then that flows right into what you want to do in the NCAA Tournament, which it's just another mini-season. So it's, it's a fresh start, it's a mini-season. I, I, don't, I don't worry about their consistency or lack thereof right now. I worry about their ability to just turn it on, which I think their experience can do that. 
Uh, Crispin, if I was more optimistic, we're talking with John Crispin here on the Sports Junkies Den Day. Toby Altizer filling in. If I was more optimistic, I would ask you who you think the biggest sleeper is heading into the NCAA tournament. But I'm more realistic and not optimistic. Who's the biggest fraud right now in college basketball? <laughs> biggest fraud? Oh, wow. That's a whew. that's a good one. Um, you know, like these people are my friends, right? Like he, right? You under you understand? Like, hey, which one of your friends is the biggest liar? That's yeah, basically what you asked. Purely um, hypothetical. Purely hypothetical. I, uh, look, I, I'm going to put it. I had last so last night. I had um, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. I was in Dallas. I had a Memphis at SMU, and I don't think Memphis is alone. And I'm going to put. I don't want. Hate to put him in the fraud category because it ain't about Penny. It's about the guys on the floor. Uh, Penny has really given effort. And the players on the floor just don't have a pulse. Uh, they were a top 10 team at one point, and they deserve to be. They're really good. And they can't win a game. They can't get a stop. They got blown out at SMU. They're just falling apart in the American. I'm going to say that they're not alone in being in some way a fraud in that sense, where the expectations are reasonably high, right? There's, there's reasonably high expectations. UCLA, same thing. Now they're, they're starting to turn things around a little bit. Um, but, but when you just come out and have no urgency, no real care factor, as Penny says, that to me might be the most infuriating thing, especially in the, na- in the day of the name, image, and likeness in this transfer portal, which is basically used in concert with name, image, and likeness to become a just horrific system. Players are getting paid, and they have no care factor. I think that's where we're going to start to draw the line in college basketball because people are going to say, wait a second, these guys are getting quarter million dollars to not care when fans lose their mind and spend half their paycheck to go to these games? I, I think those are the things that jump out to me. I'm not, I don't want to call Memphis a fraud, but the guys on the floor, if you don't have a care factor, you probably shouldn't be playing. Well, I think it's interesting because you mentioned NIL and getting a paycheck, and it seemed like the last couple of years the parity in college basketball has been crazy to the point that it seems like there hasn't been a dominant team in the last couple of years. Is that something with the transfer portal, with NIL, that we'll maybe see again, or is it just going to stay like this where you know there's there's a bunch of good teams but no truly great teams? Well, see, here's the thing. The, the, the transfer portal may have brought us some parity, but it was parity down not parity up, right? Everybody came yeah. down to a certain level. We didn't get better because of it. We've gotten worse. And and look, the best way to ruin your kids is a parent. I feel like I ask people this question all the time and they get it all, they get it right. They said give them everything they want. And that's kind of where we are. You know, we put a we put a little team together. Hey, David Robinson, Grant Hill, Condoleezza Rice. You guys have great perspective on college sports. You you've been coaching. Yeah, right. Why don't you make a decision for us? And they say transfer portal on NIL, but hey, don't use uh, NIL as a, as a, or don't use the portal and NIL together. So it just can't be a recruiting enhancement or enticement. Yeah, sure. I bet that's how it's going to work. I mean, we, we could have predicted that this was going to be a mess, right? It, it, how we spin out of this is a great question because we've actually made teams worse and we've made players worse. And I'm not making this up. We talked to scouts. We talked to general managers. The players aren't that good. They're, they're not learning good habits because they're not ready to be pros. They've got to learn how to be pros. They need to learn how to be held accountable. They need to learn how to work. They need to learn how to build good habits. They need to learn and find humility to, to some sense of, uh, of the degree, right? In some way, you need to find humility in the game and understand that you've got to work to be able to succeed. 
We're not learning that anymore. And, and I really think that the impact's going to be pretty bad over time. I, I hope we can figure it out. But, you know, number one, you, you may want to put a committee together that actually has coaches involved, you know, maybe some representation from players, but probably not, um, you know, the government and players that played many, many years ago and made millions of dollars playing the game professionally. Well, and kind of off of that, I thought it was interesting at All-Star Weekend in the NBA, Adam Silver was talking a little bit about the development of American players and trying to improve that, and that would come some in AAU and all that, but it was also come some in the college game. Is it something where the leagues would help out so that they can improve the product that they're getting from the college game? Well, look, we should have more universal rules. Like in Europe, there's a reason why a 17-year-old kid who's 6'9", 6'10", 7 foot shoots threes, has great footwork, and you would say, wow, it's incredibly, see how skilled they are. Well, why is that? Well, since he was 12, he was playing with a 24-second shot clock against adults and club teams, right? (laughs) There's a universal system there. They're playing at the same court, a 24-second shot clock. And here's the deal with a 24-second shot clock. People think of it as like some sort of like restriction on the game. It's like, no, 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 it's a constraint right? A constraint on the game is something that applies pressure. You have to work within your constraints. You learn how to play within those constraints as a 12-year-old, you're going to be a better offensive player by the time you're 16. Now, what do we do? We don't have shot clocks. We just roll it out and say, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn, dribble, 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 dribble. Oh, maybe there's a highlight in there. Let's clip clip out all the other nonsense, post the highlight. Like, our basketball culture stinks. It just stinks. And in AEU, if you don't get your way, you transfer to another program. High school, you do the same thing. I've seen kids go to four different high schools. And then you wonder what kind of college player they're going to be. Like, well, you have no idea. They don't know who they are. Like, our our system stinks. And it's created a bad culture around basketball. And I think that's the the biggest issue. And, And we're so sensitive about talking about things like culture. Well, basketball created its own culture, and it's not a good one. And we need to address it. And if we do, I think we can make it better. And the thing is, Making basketball better is not just for fans. It's not just for the NCAA. It's not just for coaches. It's for kids and the longevity of their career. And, oh, by the way, the life they have thereafter. Like, at some point, give me some leadership. Put a set on them that can just step up and say, this is what we need to do, and this is what's happening. Kill me later if it doesn't work. So, Crispin, on that line, I was going to ask you this, so I'm glad we got into this conversation. When I look at college football right now, we are seeing a lot of head coaches take other positions. Chip Kelly was head coach at your alma mater, UCLA. Now he's an offense coordinator at Ohio State. We had a Boston College head coach go and become a defensive coordinator in the NFL. A group of five head coaches, now a tight end coach at the Power Five level. Are you at all worried about college, college basketball experiencing something similar to that where head coaches are deciding to step away? Well, you're definitely going to see head coaches step away. I mean, you, you don't just because of the timing, but you say, look, Roy Williams, Coach K, Jim Beheim, Jay Wright. You start to throw these names out there. I mean, how long is Tom Izzo going to deal with this nonsense? You know, he's a process guy. He is a, a culture and identity guy. He's an accountability guy. How do you do that when players are sitting there saying, well, I want more money next year? Well, who's in charge here? I think the next step is, Someone's going to come out there and they're going to come up with a good system. It's going to be a a viable system to say, I don't know what everybody else is doing, but this is what we're doing. It's a tiered system, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors. Then you have additional abilities to work with marketing people on campus who are interns that work with you. Basically create your own brand. 
I think it's a brilliant thing to teach them how to do that. Teach them how to be your own business. That's how you're teaching people how to be a professional, but you're also going to teach them how to be accountable for their behavior. So there's good things in there. I think there's going to be coaches that figure that out and can coach much longer. But if coaches say like Tom Izzo, if he wants to commit to just chasing players and keep raising money to, to buy them, that's going to be exhausting and it's not going to get you wins. So, so I think that there'll be good coaches out there that'll stay in the game so long as they can create a system that works for them. And it works for them like a Leonard Hamilton if it suits who you are, like Kelvin Kelvin Sampson, if it allows you to be who you want to be. Like, they'll find the right system. But if it's going to be the Wild West, I think you'll see more and more coaches go, and then the game will suffer because of it. Crispin, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. It's always great to catch up. Hope you're doing well, and I can't wait to see you on a screen sometime this week. Dude, you got it. You lit a fire under me with that NIL <laughs> That is John Crispin, ESPN. You can also hear him on the airwaves of Sirius XM. He's good enough to join us via the BetQL guest hotline. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place your first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find the most profitable betting opportunities for you. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Really great stuff there from John at Crispin. When we get back... We'll get back into a little bit of football, but it'll also go a little off the rails. It's time for Denton's Daily News. Denton Day, Toby Altsides, we're in for the Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, and streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the Sports Junkies, 106.7 The Fan. We are on the Team 980 as well. No junks in today. Dent Day and Toby Oldsizer. Junks are back tomorrow. Coming up after us at the top of the hour, you get the legend, DOC Doc Walker. But Toby, now we're jumping into a segment that we do regularly on the Kevin Sheehan show. It is Denton's Daily News. If you are a primarily junkies listener, think of this as very similar to the EB Entertainment page, but also different because I didn't copy it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it's Just, original. Yeah, it's very original. It's I thought Denton's of it Daily myself. News. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no one's ever done it. All right, so it's a, a, a host of different stories that I would like your opinion on. First and foremost, we started today discussing NBA All Star Weekend. Neither of us were huge fans of it, but they did try something a little new 
with the LED court. Hate it. Hate it. Hate Didn't it. Like hate it. it hate it. Hate it. It's, a, it's such a distraction. To me, I don't need all the extra gimmicks on things. Maybe it's because I'm very traditional, but I don't know. I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to draw in kids. You're trying to be exciting. You're trying to try new things. I hated it, though. I, I, I want to watch the dunk contest. I don't need to see the floor glowing where, you know, the stars following where Mac McClung walks around. I don't need to see the floor all lit up in green while they're doing the three-point really shooting contest. Was there a star following him? Yeah. Well, it was just like, that's what they did. Like, it kind of tracked where he walked on the floor. I don't know. Maybe it was cooler that's in person. Weird. I just don't like I it. I can't imagine that was cool in person. And here's my thing. I would have no issue with it if it were like, oh, this is a cool gimmick that they're just going to roll out one time. No, you know what the future is. Adam Silver's trying to get this to be a future NBA court, and I will hate that every single time they try to do it because I hated the in-season tournament courts. How much? I didn't like it. I, 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 uh, I liked some of the in-season courts. How much do you invest in an LED court? Like, there's no way you are getting a return on that profit. I, I don't know. Like, some of it's fun. Like, you can do certain things, but... Like I think th- I think it's fun at the very end. Like some- once the once the event, like the final three goes in and Dame wins a three point contest, then the court lights up. I mean, some of it's fun. Like you can do some of the stuff with it that you can't really do with other things. But they already have systems where I mean, if you've been to a NBA game or you've been to Capital One Arena with the the Capitals, they put the projection onto the ice and you know you make it look like it's falling out and you 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 can play highlights on it like. I don't know. I'd rather just have that more traditional than whatever the heck a LED court is. Yeah, I did see this idea. I didn't watch All-Star Weekend because I was at a wedding, but I did see this idea, and it was very Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton WrestleMania 33 kind of vibes. That was a big letdown. So I, I wasn't thrilled about this NBA LED court. So obviously, you know who won the Super Bowl. We work in sports radio. We all do. Did you see the videos of Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey celebrating? Right, how Jason Kelsey yeah, yeah, was yeah. constantly looking like a created player in a video game because Travis and Taylor looking all great and, and suave together, and then Jason Kelsey has a luchador mask on. Yeah, that he found on the floor of the club. That he found on the floor of the club. Although, Supposedly. that isn't the real story. Correct. Apparently, Jason Kelsey took it from a kid to take a picture with it, <laughs> and then walked it. away from the kid. Well, Jason Kelsey, being a great human, is now on a quest to get Elijah Smith his luchador mask back. He lives in <laughs> Dallas, Texas, went out to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, and Kelsey walked away with his mask and then went viral on every form of social media for wearing a luchador mask and Chiefs overalls at the after party. It was some of the best Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey content ever, for that matter, because the duality of man of Travis Kelsey being like with Taylor Swift, super clean, just won the Super Bowl versus drunk off his mind, Jason Kelsey, who's just kind of vibing, doing a big man belly dance with a luchador <laughs> mask on. I mean, it was incredible stuff, but now he's getting the mask back to its rightful owner. So two things off of that. One, I don't think he purposely wanted to keep it. Like, he was probably drunk and forgot that he borrowed it from the kid and just whatever. I mean, not a big deal. Super Bowl is like sensation overload. Yeah, and not a big deal. Sensory whatever. overload. Second of all, cool that they have the story for the kid. If they had enough money to be at the Super Bowl and at the Super Bowl after party, they can just buy another mask. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. <laughs> you could that, just find another one. That like, is true. Y- you ended up in the news because you're probably like, hey, Jason Kelsey borrowed my mask. It's everywhere. Can you sign it for me and maybe send me a signed Eagles jersey and send me this? Like, you're going to get free stuff out of it. Cool. But don't act like you couldn't just go get another mask. Like, <laughs> you and, were at the Super Bowl. In fairness, right. some of those masks are a little pricey. But if you're at the Super Bowl, I guess that. And, and not just at the Super Bowl, but at the Super Bowl after party that you could give that to Jason I, or at least I somewhere around there. I I would hope the eighth grader was not at the after party. Well, like somewhere around there that you were at least, you ran into Jason Kelsey. Right. Maybe just, you know, walking around the strip. Either way. But it was like, a, it was the Chiefs colorway, which I don't know how often you check the Luchador mask uh, market. Never. Never. Yeah, you're missing out with some good stuff there. Uh, it's it's hard to get the, the specific colors that you want in the Rey Mysterio style, which is what Jason Kelsey was wearing. I mean, it's cool. And, and you know, I'm glad that Jason's going to send it back because why does he need a Chiefs <laughs> mask yeah, he, for, honestly? I mean, his wife doesn't even wear Chiefs gear. She's so diehard hey, of an Eagles her, fan. All right, uh, next story we got here. You a race car guy, by chance? No. Anybody anybody a, a NASCAR guy? Mm, I wouldn't say I'm not a NASCAR guy. Jeff Walker's guy. in the production studio. Jeff Walker strikes me as a uh, NASCAR guy. And Jeff Walker didn't know you were going to call nah, him to no, be on air. Na- no NASCAR for me. Okay. Um, so Frankie Munez is racing in Daytona today. It was supposed to be yesterday. It got rained out. He's racing in Daytona. This is the Frankie Munez, as in like Agent Cody Banks, Malcolm <laughs> in the middle. This dude is living every kindergartner's dream. When you have... Uh, not show and tell day, but career day in kindergarten. What do you say you want to be? I want to be an actor. I want to be a race car driver. Oh, I want to yeah. be an astronaut. My man got two of the three. <laughs> so uh, by age 50, all he got to do is send his ass up into space, and he will have perfected the trifecta of kindergarten career day. Yeah, I don't know that I could fully do race car driving, but I'd love to do a lap. But, hey, man, credit to him. <laughs> one singular lap. Just one go around. All right, guys, I'm done. <laughs> I drive a Prius, so. I don't know anything about all that. You're you're not racing down the bends of Route 7 in Virginia on a Prius? I'm not. I'm not. Hitting uh, all that traffic that they're adjusting with those big, obnoxious (laughs) uh, orange traffic cones. Not the... Not the... uh, uh, the pyramid ones, the cylinder ones, take up a lot of space. Yeah, I'll drive the uh, race car very responsibly, just like a Prius. Going 40 miles an hour. (laughs) Taking the bend nice and slow. (laughs) Hitting the brakes. Meanwhile, Jeff Walker's over here lapping you. He's racing by you before you do one lap. No doubt. No doubt. I'm excited for Frankie Munez. I might bet on Frankie Munez. I think he's like 100 to 1. Or he might be a larger odds than 100 to 1. I'm not going to watch NASCAR. I I have other things to do. Like, yeah. Like watch paint dry. Um, Maybe the final five laps, if anything. Yeah, I'll watch the first five and the final five. The other 400, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I ain't got time for that one. Uh, did you see that the Magic are retiring the jersey of Shaquille O'Neal? I saw that, yes. That is the third franchise to retire the jersey of Shaquille O'Neal, joining the Lakers and the Miami Heat. I think the NBA is doing overboard with jersey retirements. Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I don't have an issue with it. But to me, it seems like Shaq being the first one for the Orlando Magic. I would have put Dwight Howard. Yeah, Dwight but I Howard. Think, I think the issue is Nick if Anderson. You, if you retired Dwight Howard's jersey before Shaq, you're not retiring Shaq's jersey because he'd say no. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know. It's just tough because like Nick Anderson, and he even said it, and like he's the one that was an, a famous Magic player before Shaq was there. He kind of put the franchise on the map. Maybe retire that guy first. Like Shaq's not going to take exception with that. So I, I feel I like know. with the 
the outstanding of special occasions. So like him to Miami to me makes sense. Like Shaq's jersey being retired in Miami because what he did for the organization won a championship. If you're not, if you're not in an organization for at least ten years, I don't think you should have your jersey retired. Yeah, if you're not there ten years or you win a championship. or multiple championships, then you have to be multiple. Like he three peated in Los Angeles, so it makes sense. But like right now, Anthony Davis wouldn't be retired in Los Angeles. No. No. Right, so you got to win multiple shit. You got to do something really, really insane. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't born when Shaq was drafted to Orlando, so if, if I well, need a correction, of- like, let me know. But I just don't feel like does he is he was he good enough to be retired by three? Speaking of jersey retirements, Udonis Haslam, really? Reti- that, that's like a special thing because it was twenty years with the same team. He coached for the team in a jersey for the last five years of his career. Come on, hey, still counts. Still got that paycheck. But to be honest, the Miami Heat don't surprise me. They have 23 retired for Michael Jordan, who never played for the Miami Heat. Do so, they actually? Yes. That's oh, why yeah, LeBron do. didn't wear number or didn't wear number 23. <laughs> no, he wanted to change it to six, I think. But either way, come on. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't like retiring Jordan. Like Jackie Robinson's jersey makes a ton of sense. Yes, because that was bigger than sports and groundbreaking. 100%. But Michael Jordan, whether you find him to be the GOAT or not, I don't know if a team that he never played on should retire his no, jersey. No. That feels like some rear end kissing that I didn't think Pat Riley was a, <laughs> I don't a, think a he proponent was there. of. I don't think he was there when they did that. I don't. That doesn't sound like a Pat Riley. Well, Pat Riley better force them to unretire that joint. <laughs> Give that number to Jaime Jaquez. Yeah, there you go. That's your guy. And you know what? If Jaime Jaquez would have won the dunk contest, he might have gotten 23. Might have. He might have gotten Jump number man. 23. Uh, final, final little bit here. Did you watch any of the golf yesterday uh, with Matsuyama? Much, no, no. Uh, he went crazy on the back half there. I'm not like the, I'm not going to give you an in-depth swing breakdown of, uh, Matsuyama, like tune into the junkies tomorrow morning for that. <laughs> I'm sure they'll have that. But what he did in that, it, it, to close that round out was pretty say, silly. I mean, to shoot a 62 at Riviera, that is a tough Tough course. And how about uh, to see the scores those guys put up is wild. How about Jordan Spieth? That okay. That's getting the himself thing, kicked out. That's the thing that makes no sense. It's a weird tournament, right? Because Friday you have Tiger Woods. Everyone's got the excitement, which I thought some of the coverage was a little overboard. Like Tiger Woods is playing in a regular PGA Tour event. Let's not pretend like there is no he's such thing to, as too much Tiger Woods coverage. Uh, let's not pretend like he's about to walk down 18 at St Andrews and win another Open Championship. Let's relax a little bit. He's teeing off at the Genesis Invitational in the middle of February, which but, is his course. But. Yeah. Either way. Awesome to see him out there on Thursday. Thought he played okay, up and down. And then Friday, he gets sick, and who knew what was going on? I mean, we're talking at one point, is he going to leave in an ambulance? Like, what in the world? It was crazy to see. But then Jordan Spieth gets disqualified for signing an incorrect scorecard. And this is what irks me, Denton. It makes no sense. You have shot link. You have the PGA Tour app where you can basically not necessarily watch golfers, but you can see, all right, he was here in the rough, 185 yards out. It's tracked by a computer. Why are we still doing it where players have to sign their scorecard? Like, we know what they shot because we have it tracked for us electronically. This is something that's fine in some youth tournament that you're doing because you need the guys there to kind of uh, self-police the the tournament. And I understand doing some of that stuff, but – disqualifying a guy because he made a mistake. And it sounds like whatever they served at the Genesis, which there's a rumor that it's a famous burger joint out there in California. 
It sounds like it made everyone sick because Patrick Kentley apparently had a 100-degree fever yesterday when he was playing. Jordan Spieth, according to Xander Shoffley, the reason that he was quick in, in and out of the scorer's tent was because he had to go use the bathroom. So he quickly checked his score, ran out, signed the wrong scorecard, got disqualified. Tiger was sick. So sounds like it wasn't a great week at the Genesis for so, everyone uh, out there. Big W and I uh, can't wait for the Whataburger commercials when they <laughs> mention how uh, In-N-Out destroyed the Genesis Invitational <laughs> yeah. 2024. Let's get petty. You know what I mean? And speaking of getting petty, we I mean, let's get a how about we go back to tradition, Toby? You and I, man of tradition, men of tradition, 100%. people of tradition. One of the greatest traditions in gaming is making its return in 2025. Yes. We get into that next. It's the Sports Junkies with Dende, Toby Altizer. Fill in for the junks on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Toby, I have great news. Let's hear it. Great news. This is Sports Junkies on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Junks are out. They're back tomorrow. Denton Day, Toby Allsides are in. If you've been listening for the entire show, thank you. One of the discussions we had in our first hour is this money-making idea that I had. We had a great event a couple weeks ago in the beginning of February. 106.7 The Fan versus the Team 980 live at the Bethesda Theater. Sold that joint out. You're welcome, Bethesda Theater. For round two, because there has to be a round two. Yeah, absolutely. Has to. I'm thinking Team 980 versus 106.7 The Fan on ice. Yeah, absolutely. And I texted Craig Hoffman because you said that you thought Craig would be one of the best skaters here. Yeah. Uh, he said he wasn't great, but he can skate. Mm. Chris Russell has vowed. I just saw him on Twitter. Uh, he said that he will try endlessly to make to sure that. his feet can get into some skates, <laughs> and then he will uh, he will partake in the skate. I'd pay just to see that. Just so to see I think the we have a I think we have a new money making idea, and I'm choosing to bring it in back to our conversation now because most people aren't awake at 6:30 a.m. on a holiday, Correct. but they're awake at 9:47 a.m. still on a holiday. Yeah, I like it. Little uh. So what are we doing? We 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 just skating around. We uh, we playing hockey. Yeah, who can deliver the greatest hot take while also skating? <laughs> you can't stand still. You I have feel to like, move around. I feel like the rooster can still manage to do it somehow. If there's anybody, I, I want to see Linnell on skates as well. I, I there's not a single person in this office I don't want to see on skates. Matter of fact, I want to see just a large debate between Linnell. And Chris Russell, and they're just circling the ice. Just just going at each other, <laughs> circling it. There's not a single person that I don't want to see on skates. 
because there's not a single person in this office, myself included, that I don't want to see fall on skates. Absolutely. Because it would be, imagine getting deep into the Jaden Daniels lore, right? You're just like, I love Jaden Daniels. I think you protect, and you just completely wipe out the Just praying for no injuries, but still be fun to see. No long-term injuries. Correct. Some bruises I can deal with. Bruises, maybe a little ankle injury, whatever. You know, for the benefit of content, I think it'd be all right. Yeah. Just nothing long-term. No broken bones. No fractured ribs. No fractured ribs. Like an earlier caller. Yeah. No fractured ribs. None of that. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think it'd be fun to watch. I think so. And I know that I know there's a couple closeted silly skaters here. Have to be. Absolutely. I mean, Max is saying if you give him a couple weeks, so maybe if we give him a heads up, this dude can turn into a figure skater or no, something need, for us. I'll need like eight hours a day. Like I'd need a full training regiment. That that's why we're deal. gonna give you a little heads up. Yeah, we'll give you a heads up. I appreciate that. We'll give you two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get two weeks. I tell you what though, it'd be fun. Just see if we get a little any little beef and uh Smash some dudes into the boards, too. Hockey style. Could you imagine? We just pit all the Drake May guys versus the Jane Daniels guys. <laughs> Last man standing. It's a battle royale on ice. <laughs> Last man standing is who gets drafted. But you guys have to keep cutting a promo the entire time on why your guy is better than the other guy. <laughs> we, we play, uh, what, what is it called? A Red Rover on Red, the ice? Just, I mean, forget... With all due respect, forget the Bethesda Theater. Put that in Cap One. We'll yeah, sell. Dude. We'll sell Cap One out if we're doing that. At least at the Iceplex, right? Just the the mutiny of that would be enough <laughs> to get some butts and seats. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I wanted to talk about uh, NCAA College Football twenty five coming back. I'm excited about that. You and I are both of the age where we had NCAA football ripped from our grasp mm-hmm. because of corporate nonsense that was mm-hmm. way above. Our able to our uh, not pay grade because we won't get paid by either of these sides, but our uh, fixing ability. So now it's coming. It's coming back. I know you are in the you are in the coveted Madden League that runs throughout the walls. Yeah, I'm of about Odyssey, to spank DC. Jeff Walker. You are about to spank today. Jeff Walker in Madden. In Madden, Psych. there is not a part of me that thinks Jeff is going to beat you. <laughs> I think Jeff would be hilarious if he was a Twitch streamer. I think he would have the upper hand as a oh, Twitch okay. streamer, but that, in terms of an actual right. gamer, I don't know if Jeff stands a chance. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to crush. Uh, you know what? I'll post a score later on Twitter, too, just for people wondering. Do I, we have a do time that. that the game is going to be played? We still got to figure that out. But I can send out a link, too, if people want to watch. <laughs> I'm going to whoop Toby. <laughs> this is going to get bad. Watch your back, man. The, the problem is Jeff Walker has one of the craziest schedules that I've ever seen. Correct. I don't know when he sleeps. I don't know if he does sleep. He could be an android for all I know yeah. because he does the show and then he's up until three in the morning in a DJ. Booth. And sometimes he doesn't do the show, right, Jeff? Oh, dang. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> That's for my guys, JP and B Mitch. Now, here's a great idea. Why don't you guys play tomorrow during B. Mitch and Finley? That would be something. Jeff brings his console into this this like weird little TV room that we have over here with a couch. Yeah. I saw Anthony playing in there once a couple weeks ago before the Hoffman show. Yeah, he's in our league too. Yeah, I would imagine that he's pretty good. If he, if he you're bringing me. your console he to work, me. you're pretty good. He beat me. So I'll, I'll Hold on, you that. lost to Ant? It wasn't bad. Dude, you haven't won a game. So <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm in a I'm in a stack. I don't wanna hear it. I don't care. You haven't won a team. single game. But you lost to Anthony. You haven't won a single game. You would Cla- lose to anyone. You Classic haven't beat SEC anyone. Jeff over here saying right. my, my side stack. Anthony. Bro, you have hey. not won a game. It's okay because you're gonna be my first double tonight. <laughs> 
Whatever you say, dude. Whatever you say. I can I can tweet that link out. Please. I I need the link. Need it more than I need air. I, dude. I need the link more than I need air right now. I just want to watch and I want you guys to both have mics on Twitch. I I need a little bit of back and forth between this this will be the precursor just from a promo cutting extravaganza to Team 980 versus 1067 the fan on ice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. On ice is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Disney on ice, but with the Team 98, with your favorite Washington, D.C. sports radio hosts. It'd be wild. It would be wild. But, man, I'll tell you what, though. NCAA 25, I can't wait for that. Yeah, dude. life is going to be great until my created player bails on the Liberty Flames <laughs> for NIL money. He's going to leave my dynasty mode, my Heisman quarterback that leads Liberty to its first ever national championship to go get money somewhere else. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. Hey, Virginia Tech's going to be back in the news. They're going to win some actual football games. There has to be a way to turn off the NIL meter in NCAA 25. <laughs> but honestly, at the same time, you shouldn't be able to turn it off. If the coach has got to deal with it in real life, you got to deal with it in fake life. Yeah, uh, I'm not excited about that, but I am excited about the game coming back. I, I can't wait for that. It's going to be... Loads and loads of fun. It's been way too long since we've had that game. I have not had a gaming console since I was... Actually, I did buy one during the pandemic because I didn't have anything else to do. With the exception of that like three-month period where I was on Xbox One, I haven't really gamed since I was like 18 years old. So I sent the promo to my girlfriend, and she was confused. She was like, this is cool, but what is this? And I was like, this is what's going to cause uh, you a little bit of... Maybe some friction between us when I finally get back into gaming because you've never seen me into gaming. Now, thankfully, she is a trooper, and she's like, I actually kind of like watching you play video games. So that's how you know she's a keeper. There you go, yeah. But I didn't know that at first, and I was like, this could bring a little bit of friction between the two of us, but we're good until I go on a roll. And she's like, how long, do you, how long do you sit and play games? And normally it's like two hours. But a daddy's cooking. Daddy's cooking. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it could be one of those things where you're playing a full season in a day. I'm just knocking the whole thing out. I need my third Heisman Trophy of the week. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. And she's just going to have to be understanding of that. <laughs> and with that, that's going to wrap it up for us. We appreciate you tuning in. For Toby Altsizer, I'm Denton Day. You can hit us up on Twitter at Toby underscore Altsizer for Toby at the Denton Day for myself. Coming up next on 106.7, the fan and the Team 980. The Doctor. D.O.C. Doc Walker is next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 